Hello and welcome to Miss Saga Life and Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Jaffrey, joined by my trusty co-host, uh, Alex Stakic. Alex, uh, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you very much for asking, Sean. How about you today? Hey, not bad, man. I can't complain. Like I said, you know, like when the weather is good, we're, you know, we're good. Uh, we're expecting, we're, we're in the minus 15, I think the low today and a minus 16 tomorrow. So it's not bad. I'm not no. going to complain, right? It's not, it's not minus 30, minus 40. So I'm good, man. We have some very to, interesting, sorry. Yes, to, to that weather, definitely. <laughs> yes. So we have some very interesting things to talk about today. We're, we're primarily going to be talking about land title fraud because it's been in the news. A lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, it was it was raising alarm bells for a lot of homeowners because they're like, hey, if this can happen uh, in Toronto, like, you know, is, is our property safe? So first off, let's start off by uh, discussing what exactly is land title? Like, what, what do you understand land title to be? Yeah, actually... You know, land title means very simple. Who is the owner of the property or land, right? And Correct. it should be registered and usually it's registered the same day uh, after during the transaction. So not only Correct. land title or liens are registered immediately or in one day. Exactly. Yes. So it so, shows very, very good transparency yes. to purchaser. Yes. And to and sell when, we do, understanding. when we do transactions, like when we do purchase of, uh, you know, purchase of sale or offers uh, for purchase of sale, there is a section in there that's, it's in there by default that, that allows for a land title search date before possession. Normally, I don't know what you do, but normally I put in two weeks prior to possession is when we Absolutely. do the land title search. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what we're you doing at that point. Time- you have to give time even to lawyer to review everything, you know, because it's not probably only your deal. He's dealing with other deals as well and should be aware and sure that everything is smooth and everything is legit. So this is absolutely yeah. right. So the reason why we're doing land title search uh, two weeks before possession is because we want to make sure that whatever they had on the property, let's just say they had some sort of lien on the property because... I don't know, they purchased a car or an AC or something and they, and they took a loan against the house. It could be anything, number of things. But the point is that we're making sure that whatever they have against the house, any liens, any encumbrances, all been taken care of. So two weeks before possession, the, the lawyer is going to do a search on the title and just say it's a clear title, we're good to close, right? So that's what a title is. The problem or the, you know, the, the reason why land titles are being discussed in the news right now is because of land title fraud. Right. Yes. And what's happening is that people are finding out that somebody took out, you know, a loan against their home uh, using, you know, their IDs and all that stuff against the title. And uh, either they took a loan and put a lien against the house or they sold the house. Right. These people. Yeah. Do you do you have any insight onto how that can actually happen? How can somebody steal your house uh, without you even knowing or sell your house without you even knowing? How is that possible? Forging the documents. Yeah. Right. So they're basically, they're basically, I mean, I did some research into this and, and, and it's, it's like, you can make a movie on this stuff because you, mm. know, you need some very high paid actors to do all this stuff. Right? Absolutely. So you, you need a guy. So first of all, the organization of people who's kind of commandeering this operation, they're not the ones who get involved directly. Right, they hire yes. a guy. The guy hires another guy, right, who will act like the homeowner. So they're going to have uh, uh, ID. They're going to change the names and the date of birth and all that stuff on it. Uh, they're going to forge all the other do- all the other documents. 
So this actor is going to go into the bank. He's going to go deal with a real estate agent. He's going to go into the lawyer's office with all the documentation. And he's going to act like the person who's actually the real owner of the property. And he's going to go. That means that everybody is interconnected in the system. And now the question is, okay, it's, it's happening, right? And we had, I think, uh, two cases in the last two or three months. And people yeah. are really afraid. So question is That's that's two cases in Toronto. I think in all of Canada there was multiple. There was like yeah. twenty, thirty cases like that. Yeah. Question is how to prevent happening that over and over and over again. Because we saw the problem. So what is a cure for that problem, right? So let me just get into a little bit more into detail about how this problem happens, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, they are taking and selling people's homes, but one of the ways this is happening, and you might be in this situation, is that you have a tenanted property, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have tenants in there, and maybe you didn't do the proper check. Maybe they're paying with cash or something, and they're just living there. And maybe your mail is going to your previous property, right? Maybe yeah. you renewed your driver's license and it ends up there. Yeah. They take it and they say, hey, we, you know, it never came here or whatever the case is. And typically you're looking at properties that are either vacant, properties that have tenants living in them, or properties, and, and somehow these guys have access, they'll search to make sure that the property is completely paid off. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no mortgage left on it, so they can take loans against it and do other things like that. So those are your, your type of properties that you have to kind of be uh, aware of that typically end up in a fraud situation like this. But other properties also end up in fraud situations. So now, to your question, what can you do to prevent it? Yeah. The number one thing that anybody can do if you want to avoid your property being sold without your knowledge is to get title insurance, right? Yes. There's a reason why they have title insurance for situations just like this. It's not very expensive. It's anywhere from three to five hundred bucks, I believe, for title insurance. Uh, when you purchase a property, your lawyer will, your lawyer will work out the details. They'll they'll get it for you, and uh, it gives you that peace of mind. Uh, so now, like, look, let's just say you didn't have title insurance, right? And something like this did happen to you. I mean, legally, you're you're fine because you didn't do anything wrong. Somebody used your documents, and you know it's a crime, right? So you yeah, were you were somebody did a crime against you. And sooner or later, you're probably going to get your property back or, you know, whatever the loan was, you don't have, but you have to go through a lot of, you know, you have to go through the courts, you have to go through lawyers, yes. you have to do all these things just to make sure your name is cleared. And that process could take some time, right? Of course. Why give yourself that headache? Just get title insurance. It's a one-time thing that you pay, right? And you're not paying it monthly or yearly. You're paying it once and you're covered. Yeah, so, of course. I mean, that's, that's the number one thing I would say that you would do is get title insurance. I agree, absolutely, I agree with you. Even, especially in our brokerage, because it's so high-tech company, uh, now, if you you know that for sure, we are forced, and I think it's a good thing, uh, that all FinTech documents cannot be done anymore manually and typing, everything should be scanned online. So even when you make a photo of ID, Everything in the backup system will immediately check, is this driving license and biometric meeting the requirements? Is it true ID or not? So this is additional layer of security that, yeah, that that person really exists and biometric uh, elements of the ID are matching with everything in database. 
So you know, yeah, this is real owner or his real landlord, whatever, and gives you as a realtor. If, of course, if you're with good and honest intentions, additional layer of security that everything is in perfect shape, right? 100%. So all those things, all those uh, measures that we take into effect to prevent stuff like this, uh, those are all good. Despite you having the best sort of like systems in place, mortgage fraud can still, or sorry, not mortgage fraud, title insurance fraud <coughs> or title fraud can still happen. Yes. Because as our systems, our defensive systems get advanced and very, very smart, so do the bad guys. You know, mm -hmm. they know what's going on. You know, like, it's like no matter how advanced your car, you know, safety feature, your security features get, of course. they always find a way. Right. Absolutely. They use technology. Yeah. Their tools just keep improving. So we just kind of have to st stay one step ahead of the game. So landlord or sorry, uh, a land title theft is not a huge problem. If you've got land title insurance, that the problem that I, I can foresee kind of happening, if these guys become very, very, and really, uh, this is just me honestly speaking, if they become very, very complex and very, very advanced in, in the way they do these thefts, there's going to be more and more of them happening, right? And, mm -hmm. and then, yes, you've got insurance. That's fine. So you'll be covered. You know, the insurance company will make sure that you don't have to pay anything. But because there's more and more happening, I think the cost of getting land title insurance is going to go up. Um, mm -hmm. Because from what I've from what I've read, from what I've gathered, those guys are getting smarter and they're doing more and more of this. Um, okay. Yeah, because Additionally, also, uh, yeah. you know, insurance companies you'll be facing with a higher level of risks and premiums will be absolutely higher. This is very logical. Correct. You know, Correct. course of action. Like in I don't know if you've else. noticed, but I think that, you know, we are, the economy is not doing that great right now. Right. I mean, uh, um, we know that the interest rates are high. We have supply chain issues. Everything is expensive. Uh, I bought like, I mean, I didn't, I picked up groceries yesterday and got a chicken a raw chicken for $17, which you, I, I remember paying like 10 bucks for, you know, a raw chicken. And now it's like mm -hmm. $17. So the point is that things are getting tough for everybody, right? Absolutely. People are going through hard times. And when that happens, we generally see an increase in crime, right? And I don't know if you're following the news, but like on, on the TTC, there's been so many incidents in the last month, like people getting beat up, bus drivers getting beat up or somebody getting stabbed. So it looks like, you know, we're in for um, crime to go up as a whole and real estate or anything related to real estate is no exemption. You know, we're going to get Absolutely. hit with it as well. People are going to look for alternative ways of making money, whether it's stealing cars or, you know, stealing homes or whatever it is. Uh, so one thing I would suggest is for people who are concerned uh, and just don't want to kind of go through just, you don't, you don't even want to get to the point where uh, somebody tried or attempted to take a loan against your house or try to sell your house. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go through all the headache to make sure your name is cleared and the title is clear and all that. If you don't want to get it to that point, one of the main things you can do is really, really keep all of your IDs, all of your personal information, very, very safe. Yes. Don't let it go anywhere. Don't, just give it out to people on emails, stuff like that. I mean, there, there's a times where, uh, you know, you might have to send it to somebody. Uh, honestly, even that's a bit of a risk. I mean, we got to find ways where you can send information without it being a risk, without the risk of having them copied or duplicated by somebody else. And the reason I bring that up is because as realtors, what we'll do a lot of times is when we are, for example, we are giving, um, 
an application for a rental property, right? So I mm-hmm. recently helped somebody lease a home. I had, I mean, it's very standard. They ask you for a driver's license. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So they want to, the landlord wants to make sure that I'm getting a proper person in here. I want to see the driver's license. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of opened yourself up, your, your personal information. But now how safe is information in the hands of the landlord? Yeah. Right? Because that tenant one day is going to end up becoming a landlord as well. Or not a landlord, but necessarily, but a homeowner. Yes. And that opens them up to that risk of this as well, that their IDs be shared to strangers and they don't know if it's going to be kept safe or not. So I guess, I, I guess, Alex, what I'm trying to say is that you can't avoid these things 100%, right? No. But take extra precaution, right? I even, <laughs> I even read an article where uh, the, uh, the writer of the article was saying, you know, every now and then, just go online and make sure your house isn't being sold. <laughs> just like, who has the time to do that? Yes, I but, agree uh, with you. Absolutely. But yeah, just just be preemptive. You know, take uh, take safety measures. Just don't don't do anything too risky. And uh, you know, hopefully, we should be out of this. Hopefully, we'll come up with better systems to make sure that people don't have to go through all this stress and headache of you know their their property being sold off without their knowledge. Yeah, and I'm I'm really curious what will be outcome after these sales and. What will be the consequence at the end of the people who are in the chain? Because everything will be revealed, definitely. Yeah. And but you and, know we should be aware of what's going on and what uh, what uh, precaution measures should be taken. And, yes. You know, from time even I I'm checking the title on my property from time to time <laughs> to be sure it's still mine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I I like I said you know going back to the number one thing you're supposed to do. So first of all, guys. Getting uh, land title insurance is not mandatory, no, right? It's, not. it's up to you. But I would say that 90, 99% of people end up getting it. So get it. You know, of it's course. a small cost. That's probably that's probably the best thing you can do. Absolutely. Right? And, you and then secondary, secondary, keep your private information as private as possible. That's pretty much it. This is, what all the, this is what all the news has been about. It's not that complicated. It's very simple. A land title fraud <laughs> has been around forever. That's why we have land title insurance. It's just that, you know, in the recent past, we've had a little bit more. And I think as times get rough and people need more money, you're going to see crime go up. Unfortunately, that's the situation. Uh, that's the, the nature of the beast. But yeah, that's it. Simply just keep your information private as possible. You should be okay. And And I would like to add one thing more. This is from uh, side of the soft skills. So if you if you remember, these properties were vacant for three, four, five months, right? Yeah, yeah, so that happens. So if, if you are in the good, um, in, with the good relationship, if you have a good relationship with your neighbors, these neighbors will definitely let you know, call you, hi, what's going on? I've noticed uh, some action. You're preparing a property for sale or you sold, so it will be some red flag for you. Oh my God, what's going on? And yeah. you will have instant information that something is going wrong at your home. Yeah. But probably these people were not in that situation. So yeah, yeah. try. I, I not love only what because you of this, you know, Not only because of this. On yeah. a daily basis, you sh- I think it's very normal. We should be empathic. We should help each other. We should treat our neighbors across the street, left and right from our property. In the best possible I way, because absolutely love what you're saying. Because right. I think that uh, I probably think this is probably the most important part about yeah. this podcast we're doing right now. 
this shouldn't really be the motivation to kind of keep no. in touch with your neighbors that, you know, no. they're watching your house. No, but it is a byproduct of having good relationships with Absolutely. your neighbors. I swear I've heard of stories where uh, people have found out that their neighbor has passed away uh, and they had no idea that, you know, the yes. body was rotting there for a week before the paramedics came or whatever it is. Yes. Keep in touch with your neighbors, guys. You know, talk to your neighbors. They're like, they're almost like family. You probably see them more than you see your own family, right? Absolutely. And watch out for each other. That's probably one of the best things you can do. You know, be good with your neighbors. I mean, Alex, I love the fact that you brought that up. Yeah, man. Because, you know, it's not only, you know, on daily basis, you can help, help each other. You never know when you need help. And may they need help. Yep. Maybe your relatives are 100 kilometers, 200, 300 on different continent. But your neighbors right. should be, you should be closer to your neighbors much closer than your any other friend, relative, or anybody yep, else, yeah. right? Yep. And I, I, I like friend, I, I uh, like nurturing yeah. good relationship with my neighbors to have right. fun. For example, a few days back, I was shoveling snow on my driveway, and my neighbors' driveway. They even were not aware. And next day they came. Oh my god! Thank you very much. No, it's good exercise for me. So why not? Right. Yeah. And on the summertime, you will help me to have so amazing grass like you here, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. why not to help each other? We should nourish. So nourish I'll our tell you. I'll tell you. Interesting. Uh, with my neighbor, every time he's uh, barbecuing, I'll just pop my head over the fence and be like, "What are you cooking?" <laughs> then he'll he'll bring something over, and then he does the same thing when I'm barbecuing. So you know, uh, little things like that. You know, find common interests and you know, have a relationship with your neighbors. It's probably Absolutely. the best thing you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I'm glad you brought that up, man. We're going to end on uh, such an amazing note. Um, and uh, thank you for joining. I think that kind of wraps it up for us uh, for this podcast. And uh, we should have market numbers out for next week. Uh, let's take a look at what happened in January. Absolutely. Uh, that will be coming up for the next, next podcast. Other than that, I hope you have a great week. Uh, as always, if you guys need anything, any questions answered, please feel free to write into the comment section or reach out to us directly. We'd love to help you out. Uh, after all, this is all about community and nothing else. And uh, we'll see you in the next podcast. Yes, of course. Thank you, Sean, for inviting on this such good topic and looking forward to seeing you next week. Sounds good. All right, Alex. See you, see you buddy. The best. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye.